Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Okay. Well, welcome everyone. Um, we are excited today. We have some special guests. And um, last week, you guys saw that we talked about minimizing gift taxes and estate taxes. Today, we're going to meet with Greg and Aaron Wilson, who have retired already um, for a while, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Greg and, and Aaron, welcome. Yes. Yo, hi everyone. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Again, as usual, please let us know where you're tuning in from. And if you have any questions for Greg, Aaron, myself, or Brian, just throw them in the in the chat. So uh, I'm going to leave this to Brian now and let's go <laughs> and let's, let's listen to your guy's story. I'm excited. So as a, a quick intro here, so Greg and Aaron, Greg retired at 42 quite recently. Aaron retired a few years ago at 35, which is an incredible achievement. I want to rewind the clock, though, to the beginning of your story before you were super young retirees. Uh, let's talk about what you guys did for careers uh, before you got into real estate investing. Well, I'll, uh, so I'll take that. Um, what I did for a career before real estate investing is I was a kid. So <laughs> my first house, um, it, it, I was 20 years old, right out of college, and I had been researching real estate for several years up to that point, um, was always afraid to buy a house when I was a teenager, so I put it off when I was 20. So I graduated college when I was 20 and moved back to St. Louis from uh, Mizzou, University of Missouri-Columbia, and was in an apartment. And just one day went up to a local real estate agent and said, I'm going to buy a house today. And, uh, and they laughed at me and had no interest in that conversation um, whatsoever. But, uh, but they brought this old man, Elmer, out from the back and said, Elmer, you got to deal with this guy. Uh, and I looked like I was probably 16 and told them I'm, I'm buying a house and uh, let Elmer know what I was looking for and all the specs and he said all right well let's get in my car and we went and looked at five houses and uh i bought one that day wow i have to ask you did anybody influence you oh yeah yeah so i'm from a family that has many self-employed people and also um, especially my dad um who my entire life had owned businesses so I understood, you know, the basics of finance, well, well beyond the basics of finance, even as a little kid. Um, and with real estate, grandparents on both sides of my family had houses. Um, I have a lot of uncles and they had houses. So when I was a little kid, little, little guy, uh, you know, the, the people that babysat me had me picking up gumballs. <laughs> You know, so in, in those conversations, all the way up until, you know, I was uh, in high school, 
that, that's what I knew. I, I was around real estate. I was around rental houses. I was around tenants. You know, I was coached through uh, how to interact with tenants. Um, you know, make sure that you, you treat them as people. These people, it's a partnership. It's not, um, it's not us landlords telling the tenants what to do. It, it's a partnership, and uh, that makes the entire experience easier. But yeah, it, 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 I was passively coached and actively coached from a very young age. And when I mentioned a couple minutes ago that when I got back from college, I went and bought a house it, it, and was afraid to do so a little bit earlier. It's because that's all I knew also. So when, when I signed my first lease for an apartment in college, it, it felt bizarre that I was paying a landlord money all the time. I want to be on the other side of that, but I didn't want to buy a house when I was away at school. Right. I wish I did. So, I didn't. I mean, as a recent college graduate, you must not have been making very much money when you bought your first property. No, and, and the money part is, or my income part is probably the part that I'm most proud of by far. So when I bought that first house, I was making maybe maybe 25 a year. 25 to 30 a year is. Yeah, it, I was, uh, and actually when I bought my first house, I was actually unemployed. So it was, oh, wow. it was wow. before jobs and I was still extremely comfortable with doing it um, and got the lender comfortable as well. But uh, it, it's up until all through my 20s and I had eight houses in my 20s, all through my 20s, uh, my mm -hmm. income from my job, I don't think uh, got much more than 45, 50,000 a year. So I started making 25,000 a year with five houses. That's amazing. That's great. Well, so let's, let's talk about how you started, you know, getting into these uh, properties. You know, how did you go about finding deals? How did you go about financing these deals? You know, what kind of properties were you looking for? You know, talk us through those, those first few deals and uh, you know, how you went about those. Sure thing. And, and just uh, to set things up a little bit, Aaron and I, didn't start dating until I was in my 30s. So that oh, okay. So I got into real estate because I got into Greg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is all part of the story. You know, she's heard so many times uh, in different ways. But, um, you know, that's why I'm kind of dominating right now is because... Aaron, uh, did you story. have any um, reservations about it? Or were you yeah. all in? <laughs> um, you know, I kind of just assumed that he knew what he was doing because he had been doing it for so long before I knew him. Um, okay. And the way that he teed it up for me was exactly how he's explaining it to you guys. It's a business. I, you know, these are people. I am, you know, there's a lot of people out there who aren't good landlords. There's a way to not be a good landlord, but I don't want to be like that. Um, and so... I actually didn't have many reservations and shortly after we started dating, he had his first vacancy and he was like, well, you can come help me if you want. <laughs> I like painting walls. Um, I used to like painting walls a lot more. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I, I just, you know, I did it. Um, 
and now it it's what we do. It's a little different now that we have three small kiddos in the mix, you know, mm. finding pockets of time to do it versus being able to go for four or five hours after work and come home really late and eat dinner at nine o'clock and then go to bed. Um, but no, there were no reservations. I don't think I kind of just trusted that he'd been doing it for so long that clearly he was doing okay with it. I asked because there are sometimes, you know, that is a factor in some couples where one, one is like real into wanting to um, get into real estate investing and the other one is a little bit, oh, I don't know. I think today I would probably be more like, oh, I don't know, but um, it's worked out so far. Um, <laughs> That's great. That's great. Pretty soon the kids will be painting. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Free labor. One, our son helps. He turned five yesterday and he gets out there and cleans and, you know, I give him a little roller and he's got paint clothes. It's been a few years since we've had a vacancy that we've had to do that with. Um, but he knows how to push a vacuum. And, you know, I just find <laughs> little things that even if I have to go back and redo it, he's having fun and he's exposed and he's learning. And that really is what the important thing is for us is that we don't want our kids to see that we have things, right? We want them to see that we work for the things that we have and, and they help us do that when we have some vacancies. I love that. I love that. And, and Brian, I know you asked a question, but I, I want to touch on something else Aaron said a second ago, a minute ago. Um, as far as, I don't think I touched on this in the interview that we did a couple of weeks back, but the whole idea of being a better landlord. So that, that was something that was, I branded myself that way. And when I decided, yes, I'm doing this, I, I surveyed a lot of different landlords that I knew and a lot of different friends that were renting that I knew. And, you know, I had been a, a, a tenant myself. So I went through the list of here's all the, th well, with these survey questions, here's all the things that people didn't like about their landlord. And I decided every single one of those, I'm doing the opposite. So I, I tried to set things up in a way to where um, it, everything that people didn't like about their landlord, I was the opposite. And then I charged higher rent for it. So with even when I had neighbors that also had rental houses it, 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 that were vacant the exact same time, it, I could charge 150, I could charge 10% more just when walking people through that it just walked through the other one by just saying, you know, I'm a better landlord for these reasons, not necessarily a better landlord than that guy, but um, you know, you're getting customer service. And just from that, I'm able to charge more because of uh, the Lexus approach instead of the Camry approach in car, but, um, but I'm premium. What was some of the number one answers that you got? <laughs> uh, then <laughs> privacy. I, I mean, it, two two things. It, uh, I don't like my tenant checks up on me, or I'm sorry, I don't like my landlord checks up on me. Mm -hmm. And the other is my landlord is an old man or sends over his old handyman to fix the faucet, and he comes over three times, and then I stop calling him, and it's still broken. So right away, and I, I wanted to find ways to be efficient with everything too. And that, that's something I was pretty obsessive over. Um, so right away I decided, okay, I'm outsourcing everything. It's gonna crush my profit margins 
but I don't care. The goal is pay off these houses, stop working sometime in my 40s. So it, instead of tenants calling me over and over and over about leaky faucets, it's I send somebody over, fix it. And, and that's that. Um, so just it, nickel and diming, I avoided. And uh, still, I mean, we still have houses, but uh, just avoided the nickel and diming. That, that and uh, I get checked up on too often, which I don't want to check up on anyone. So I... <laughs> I don't want to waste my time checking up on tenants all the time. You, uh, you try to have tenants that are adults and um, you don't need to check up on them. Right. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And Christina says, she says, OMG, I have a property manager that did that, sent a handyman three times to fix something and it was never done properly. Yeah. I think we've, we've all been there. Oh. Super frustrating. Yeah. And Anytime. For the tenant, it's horrible. And it doesn't, you know, I don't want three phone calls <laughs> and they don't want to make three phone calls. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about your investing strategy. You know, where, what kind of properties are you investing in? You know, how are you funding these deals? Because people, you know, are, are probably curious about how they might be able to replicate some of your results. So it, I, it, um, all single family homes. Yeah. Um, it, it's something where I, I decided. It, that I wanted to have a niche and become an expert on a little tiny area. So it, that was something, you know, when I was a teenager at the library, I'm reading about Warren Buffett and, you know, picking up on the same <laughs> kind of things about, you know, know what you know and don't spread yourself thin. So it, instead of trying to become an expert on house prices on many different zip codes, I concentrated into mostly just one little area but I also wanted diversification. So my diversification was a few zip codes away. So not really that far away. And then another one that was 35 minutes away from the others, just to have some kind of diversification. But um, I had the niche and I keep using past tense because we just sold five. We sold five houses last year. Oh, congratulations. So I, I keep using the past tense, but uh, <clears throat> had the niche of the small little area that I decided I was going to get to know really well. And all the houses are single family, residential. Most of them, I intentionally had slabs without garage. Uh, basements are real popular in St. Louis. So most of the houses I had slabs um, with no garage. But then I intentionally had a couple that had basements and a couple that had garages. So when tenants wanted to move upstream, I could move them upstream. When they want to move downstream, I could move them downstream. So I, a lot of times when I had vacancies, I just rotated tenants around because they wanted to stick with the better landlord. So they would go from, you know, my family's growing. Okay, we'll put you in this house when this comes up or, um, you know, I need a downsize. Okay, well, when this house comes up, do you want it? So it just <clears throat> settled on a niche more than anything else. Okay. And how did you pick the neighborhoods? <laughs> uh it was in the city I grew up in, but I wanted it to be more than five minutes away from me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was something uh, else that my grandpa always told me is never buy a house on the same street you live on. <laughs> but, oh, I used to manage an apartment complex that was very close to where I lived. And I would go to the supermarket and people would see me and give me maintenance complaints. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want that. They don't want that. 
<laughs> even when I had houses uh, next door to me where I lived uh, go for sale, I would buy them under friends' names and I wouldn't rent them out. Oh, so it, it, it's something where uh, I kept all the houses nearby, but not too nearby. Very cool. All right. And how, how did your investing strategy change over time? Um, or did it change? I, no, it, 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 um, I mean, I, my management evolved and my efficiencies evolved, but the investing approach, uh, (laughs) that, that kid that was 20 years old, that seems like a totally different person than me. Everything he came up with, um, as far as the investment, I, I stuck with, and I would do the exact same thing um, again. I, I, I uh, seems like a totally different person in my head, but he, uh, I like what he did. That's great. Yeah. And how, how did you fund these deals? Uh, the funding. So the the first the first one. Uh, that's when I was still living in an apartment for a few months and uh, I just said I was going to move into it. So um, was able to just get a mortgage, um, primary residence mortgage. And then the next few um, did the same kind of thing, but would say that I was going to move into the next one. And then by the time I got up to the fourth uh, lenders started saying, no, you're clearly a landlord. And at that time, um, you know, I, I started looking for all the different um, funding sources, and and the funding question is tough because you, you've got the down payment and then you've got the mortgage itself. So I finance both. So I the entire my entire operation was funded with eight hundred dollars. So um, and that was when I was making twenty five thousand a year. Um, so. By the time I got up to, I think the third house, fourth house, uh, I met with the, I met with many people, but the person that took me under his wing was the president of a community bank, and he met me and uh, he gave me fifteen minute meeting, and a couple hours later into that fifteen minute meeting, he said, "Craig, you've got a blank check, and I'm going to personally." underwrite any mortgage that you have and you can get as many as you want whatever dollar amount you want i'm gonna go in front of my board of this bank and get them to sign off if you mess up i'm calling all of your loans wow <laughs> for your, your loans uh, they can say it's due in 30 days or i think that's what it, the agreement was with me Just so yeah so it's it's a uh, it's a scary proposition but um you know, I, I'm a finance nerd and very analytical and mapped out everything in Excel and had all these models and felt that it was low enough risk to where that was not going to happen. Um, so I uh, was able to get funding for the next five and the interest rates were a little bit higher through him also, but uh, I had a benefactor. I had someone that was looking out for me. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. He never called on the loans. that's a good thing we figured as much since we're sitting here having this conversation today it also goes for saying that there's something about building a relationship even mm -hmm. with a a loan a lender yes he he changed my life 
And you I mean, can't it changed our life. You can't do that over the internet. And, you know, so if people are, right. you know, doing virtual blenders or finding things or filling out things online, it, it still pays to have that face-to-face -face relationship with people and to know what someone looks like and to shake their hand. Um, it goes a long way. Yeah. No question. And, and speaking of which, so Christina from the audience asks, you know, how about remote investing? Um, you know, have you guys bought properties long distance? Uh, or, and do you manage all of your properties yourselves to this day? I managed it. it yes. Well, I say, I, so we've managed, they've been self-managed the entire time. Um, I couldn't bring myself to hiring a uh, property manager because I was just the middleman for the most part. And I could deal with the roller coasters of my HVAC broke. And then I'll just text back, okay, here's the number to call. So I, I didn't really want to give up the 10% for someone to manage the properties. Uh, I think if we were scaling up right now at the stage of life we're in, I would probably have a property manager. Yeah, I think given the state of things that we're, I mean, we have three kids now, five and under. Yesterday it was four and under. Um, <laughs> But yeah. um, it's hard to find time, you know, and especially while Greg was still working um, full time before um, he retired and we bought into our new investment, um, the business that we own, Cha-Ching Queen. Um, it was hard to find time when we had vacancies. You know, I had to go early in the morning before Greg or the kids would wake up. You know, I would wake up at five and I would go work on the rental houses for two or three hours while they were vacant. Um, or I'd go during nap time or after kids went to bed at night. And so our, our chunks of time were smaller. Um, but we're in a different phase of our life now than we were five years ago before we had children where we were able to do all of the things ourselves when the houses were vacant. Um, and like Greg said before, when things would break, HVAC was out, leaky faucets, things like that. We never went into the homes ourselves and fixed those. We had we had someone for that. Um, but now if if we went to buy additional properties, um, because like Greg said, we sold five, we still own two plus our main residence, um, we would probably make that the decision to go with a property management company just because of where we are yeah and there, there's more to it with our with our situation so i i enjoyed the um, hands-on approach i liked finding tenants i liked getting to know the tenants and i liked uh the brand building that i mentioned as far as being a better landlord um so with that it it was something that i was enjoying uh, um managing all those properties uh also up until uh, a couple of years ago, you, you've got this interesting thing that happens as far as uh, the tilt between active and passive uh, taxable income. So uh, once your income gets to a certain level, then you can no longer write off active losses. So against your salary. So that was another reason why I wanted to manage the properties was because of the tax treatment because my W-2 income was under a certain threshold. I think it's 150 or whatever it is, but it was under a certain threshold. So we were able to take losses against the W-2 income. So that also tilts the passive versus income decisions. I wanted those losses. Gotcha. Passive. So now you guys, you guys are both retired, but you only have two rental properties. So you're, you're able to live on the, the rental income from two properties. 
Well, yeah. So um, we, yes, it, but I also all along, um, and we actually have a blog post for this on our site. Uh, my approach was twofold. One was get enough money to last from age 40 something to 60 and also get enough to last from 60 until death. So I maxed out my 401k, even when my salary was as low as it was. And when Aaron and I first met, I had her maxing out. Well, when we got married, I had her maxing out her 401k too. Um, so we stockpiled assets. So um, the rental income it, it, um, is for the two houses does help. I, we manage our expenses pretty well, um, even though we're in a big house in a nice neighborhood. But uh, keep in mind when you when you sell five paid off houses, you're not walking away with zero dollars. So right. It's not it's not just that we're living off of two. Um, so you reinvested those proceeds into other assets like your stock portfolio and. Uh, right. So so we have a nice portfolio in our retirement accounts. We've got the two rental houses. We have a chunk of assets in a taxable account that in my head, I say is not really there, but it's from selling five houses. And we also bought the Cha-Ching Queen. Board. Yeah. So buying Cha-Ching Queen and managing that um, kind of took place of managing the rental houses. Um, and it gives us the income that we need. Um, and it's a new experience. So um, one of Greg's good friends, you know, mentioned to him at, when we were selling the houses that we already have a lot, you know, we have a, a good understanding of single family rental homes. So if we're going to invest in something and get into something else, it needs to be something new to learn. Um, and so now we're learning to be bloggers and business owners and influencers. So you bought chachinqueen.com, which is a personal finance blog, right? Um, so you bought this business as an already established uh, blog yeah. and have been growing it. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we bought, it's been about seven months. The blog has been around for 12 years. Uh, I didn't know that people sold blogs. I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, but one of Greg's good friends bought a website. So we started looking into that, you know, Greg wanted to be done working um, full time for someone else. So we, we looked into some other options to do. We were going to buy a, a restaurant franchise. Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> options, but none of them fit exactly everything that we wanted. So then um, we started looking at blogs to buy and we found chickenqueen.com. Um, and the, the tag is living a happy life on a budget. And so Greg has always been very loud about, um, why don't you say your little tag? Uh, which one? The spend personal finances, my sport. No, <laughs> where you spend, don't spend any more money than what makes no. you happy. So even if you have $700, right, in your hand to go spend on whatever you want, if only spending $300 is going to make you happy and spending $310 isn't going to make you any happier, then only spend $300, right? Um, so a 
buying the blog um, is our new business venture. And there's a lot of personal finance. Um, there's a lot of things on the blog that we use in the rental houses, though. There's a lot of green cleaning posts. Um, so that's important having little kids, right? We don't want to use a bunch of harsh chemicals that could cause who knows what, right? Um, so I, I share a lot about green cleaning on our Instagram page. Um, at Cha-Ching Queen, I share pretty regularly just different ways that you can green clean. I share a lot of mom hacks um, because that's what stage of life I'm in right now. Um, and so probably when we have a vacancy, our next vacancy, there'll be a lot of sharing about how to involve <laughs> your kids. Um, because our kids are old enough. Our son just turned five. Our daughters, we have twins. They're two and a half. Wow. Um, and so everyone will be there helping. And so I want to share that with that community and how you can teach your children about stuff like that. Our son, who just turned five yesterday, wanted a 3D printer for his fifth birthday. <laughs> That's a big chunk of change for a five-year-old's birthday gift. Um, and so back to the personal finance aspect, we shared this information with our followers um, on our Facebook page um, where we needed, while we had the money to buy the gift for him, we wanted him to understand that money isn't just laying around. So we had come into some, we're big Cardinals fans, um, St. Louis Cardinals. So someone had given us some bobbleheads and some other things that were giveaways at the game and said, these are duplicates. I don't need them. You can have them. And so our son came to us and said, well, can I sell these to get money to buy the print? Wow. And yes. so Greg over here was like, yes. Lemonade stand. And so <laughs> he right. said, they, Greg set them up in the driveway out front. And our son wrote a little sign that said for sale $20. We shared it on our subdivision Facebook page and they, the people came. Um, he made $200 in two days, roughly. Wow. Um, and so he got his 3D printer yesterday for his birthday. Um, we actually ended up getting it half off because I posted on Facebook that he, our kiddo was doing that. And a guy I went to high school and said, oh, hey, I work, I work here and it's friends and family weekend. So I can get you 50% off. Um, so we're always looking for deals, sharing deals, looking for ways to teach our kids about money. Um, so the blog really is all encompassing of all of that. We have a lot of stuff on the blog about rental property. Um, we have recipes. You know, I just a few weeks ago put out an amazing brownie recipe um, that's super simple and easy, eight ingredients. Um, so it's, it really encompasses a lot, not just personal finance, but kind of it's a, a lifestyle blog. Um, that covers a lot of different things, but personal finance is one of them, rental properties and all that good stuff. Now, do you have any plans on expanding again and owning more rental properties? Okay, hey, I thought you were gonna ask about the, the website. Uh, it, it, um, the answer to that one is no. So we wanna get just a certain level of growth to cover income and not really go above that because we wanna hang out with our kids. Right. Um, with, the rental houses, I, you know, more than half my life has been rental houses. So it feels really weird to not have them, not to have all of them. Um, and it's something where we're at the stage right now to where uh, our kids are around a lot. And we're around the kids a lot, too much. 
but we're around the kids a lot. <laughs> no, it, but that's 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 the entire reason I want to do this. I want to be around them. And one of the fears I had when selling, and we talked about this so much, was, it, it, and Aaron touched on this, it, that they're not going to see all of the sacrifice and they're not going to learn all the things that uh, that I learned about business along the way. So I'm expecting um, once I would not be surprised if once the kids are actually in school it, that I mean, what are we going to do with our time? We'll probably buy another couple houses. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it's a matter of right now. Our biggest priority is spending time with the kids who only one of them is in school and it's half time. And that's another reason we bought the blog was to give us something to do. Um, they see us working on the blog. You know, he tells right. us all the time. I open my phone and I find pictures of him taking selfies. You know, my son. I was looking for something on my phone and I saw pictures of him like holding toothpaste up and holding his toys up. So he sees me filming stuff for, for the website or taking pictures for Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever I'm posting on. And so now he does that. Like if, if he catches my phone on my tripod, he knows how to turn it on, take a selfie and he'll start taking pictures of himself or he'll say, you know, I can't talk to you right now. I have a meeting about my website. And so he, <laughs> um, he has a website that he's going to sell soap. He's going to make soap and he's going to sell soap for $30 and it's going to be green and it's going to be really good for you. And it's going to smell like this and that. Um, so, he about it. so he started his own business. Um, back in October and we said, what is the name of your business? And he said, Jonathan makes money. His name is Jonathan. <laughs> and so we said, what are you going to do? And he said, I'm going to shovel snow. And, um, well, we said, it's, it's not time for that yet. But when the time came, he went out and advertised his business. Um, he had an unpaid intern, um, who did, <laughs> um, but he made a lot of money. So, they are learning, you know, so they're learning differently um, than if we were still in all of the rental houses versus just a couple. Um, but that's what we want. You know, we don't want them to know that my parents have this money and they don't have to work and they get to be home right. all the time. You know, we want them yeah. to understand like this money didn't just fall into our laps. Yeah. yeah. Also, it, 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 as far as whether we're going to buy a few more, if you, Pulled up my laptop right now, which you probably shouldn't do. Zillow's, you know, there's a few different tabs where <laughs> I'm constantly talking houses. And the other is, and your audience might find this uh, this strategy interesting, is I, I toy with the idea of buying a house with them. And that's their college. I mean, we've got 529 plans for them, but have them create their own college plan. And if they don't want to put much work into it, then they're going to have to figure that out come time for college or whatever they pursue. But I, I toy with in a couple of years when they're still super young, buying the house with them. I love that. And that's something that I'm planning on doing with my daughter as well. Um, and I just I love people in the in the financial independence and retire early community in the fire community talk about second generation fire, second yeah. generation fire and you know teaching your kids these lessons about money and investing and entrepreneurship. And I just absolutely love it so uh, we do have an, a question from daniel in the audience uh, he says would you be open to sharing numbers uh such as how much income you guys bring in from rents versus dividend income versus proceeds from the blog versus other streams of income 
uh, and you know, do these sources combined, you know, cover all of your living expenses? Uh, kind of, yes. No, yes. Uh, so whatever you're comfortable with. No, I, it, it varies. Being a blog owner, you don't no, make the same amount of money every month. I, I can answer. Um, so it, I'll answer it with some vague answers. So <laughs> sounds good. Directional. So the houses that we had and still have are all in the hundred thousand dollar ish price point, which, which is pretty normal for St. Louis. Um, the rents were in the 11, 12, 1300 range. Um, they were all paid off and the ones we have are paid off. Uh, so the expenses are, you know, real estate taxes and fixing faucets. Um, the, uh, dividend income, I'm going to kind of dodge that. Well, that's assuming I'm invested in things that are generating dividends where I'm much more of a growth investor. So I'm gotcha. not interested in dividends. I, I, I consider that uh, Aaron and I talk about the money that we use to sell the houses. We are going to act like we don't have that. And it kind of leads to the other question that was asked as far as whether it's covering our expenses. Um, yeah, we, we spend $6,000 or so a month and we, we cover that without touching the income from selling um, from selling the houses. So the, uh, you know, having two paid off houses and having uh, the blog, which, you know, we bought for six figures. Um, it, it uh, and that has, we bought it with 30% returns and we've got that up to 45 ish percent. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's something where we're, we're covering our expenses, but it's much more variable now. You know, it's much more, uh, it, it, it was obviously more stable. We had W2 income, but if we still had all eight houses and not the W2 income, the revenue is considerably more predictable with the rental houses. That's, that was the biggest trade-off we probably made with selling the houses. Now the blog is, you know, extremely variable where, you know, rent, I knew who was not going to pay when, and I knew what the amounts were. I, you know, I knew if I had five houses, what we were going to make or five houses vacant, which never happened, but three houses vacant. But um, yeah, it's long way of saying uh, if you're not able, able to cover your expenses, don't do what we did. Keep your job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Denny and I know how uh, the the variable income goes with uh, an online business. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could have answered that. <laughs> <laughs> so, how can people connect with you guys and Cha-Ching Queen? Yeah, um, follow you guys. If anybody can follow us on Instagram or Facebook, um, Cha-Ching Queen at Cha-Ching Queen. Um, I am pretty active. I try to post several times a week. Um, they can visit the website to chingqueen.com. Um, we cover so much stuff. You can subscribe. We have weekly emails. We try to focus on different topics every week. Um, you can Google us. Um, if you want to find that brownie recipe, you can just Google brownies from to ching queen. Um, and it'll take you right to that post. Um, but so there, we have a lot of different ways that you can find us. Um, we post 
many times a week on the blog, um, visit the blog. There's so many different articles um, and posts and things that you can check out there. Over a thousand, over 1500. We've revamped it recently. So we, we have merged some posts and gotten rid of some posts, um, but pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you want to follow us, um, we would love to have you um, share your thoughts on anything that we post. Um, shoot me a DM if you have any other questions. Um, sign up for our emails. I have put um, a link for Cha-Ching Queen. I didn't mess that up. Dot com <laughs> in our comments, as well as an article um, that was written about Greg and Evan, and it's uh, Greg and Evan. Sorry, and it's really, really a good article. I uh, I would read it. Get some of the details. And, and I'm, let me give a little bit of a reverse uh, plug, and that is that uh, that when we bought the site, I was expecting to write a lot of posts about real estate. And, you know, then seeing a site like Spark Rental, it, it, there's no reason for me to. So I've considered, you know, should I just start writing everything I know and typing it out? But you've got that captured. So there, there's really no reason for me to spend my life writing everything that, you know, your site already has. So we have a couple posts on real estate. Most of them are predating us even. And I, I've tweaked some. But that, that's a space that uh, you guys have that. You, you've, got that <laughs> you've got that covered. There's, there's nothing anyone's going to learn from me that you don't already know. Which is good because I can't cook for anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate the shout out. But if you and we appreciate you guys fun. coming on yeah. here and, and sharing your story. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us, guys. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yes. It's, it, this was awesome. Well, we, we went, you know, a little longer than usual today, but that's because we really, we were, we love digging into your story and, you know, I, I think the listeners got a lot out of it. So thanks again, you guys, and everyone check out chachingqueen.com and Greg and Aaron, we will check in with you guys soon. Yeah, can't Absolutely. wait. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.